Hello, you're listening to Perfect Cakes at the Purple Lounge and today I'm going to be talking a little bit about Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, one of my favourite movies of all times. Um, now, I'm going to be talking a little bit about my... Uh, sorry, I'm going to be talking a little bit about the first movie, also uh, a little bit about the second... Uh, the, the trailer to the second movie because the second movie is not yet out. Um, but the trailer, we did have a really... You know, we had the trailer was um, released a, a, a month or so ago. Um, so I'll talk a little bit about that Um Maybe talk a little bit about theories and stuff. I'll talk a little bit. I want to talk about uh, characters. Um, you know the char- You know what I thought about the characters and things like that, as well. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do this. Might be a little bit of a long, uh, again another long kind of podcast thing. Um, so you know just be warned. Um, because I might you know there's there's quite a lot I want to I want to actually get into. I you know there's there's quite a lot that I want to get into this podcast and stuff. Um, I want it to be a proper podcast length sort of thing. It's not you know one of those just short lengthy things so yes yeah, so i will be talking a little bit about you know i, I will be talking about fantastic beasts and where to find them and stuff like that and talking about the movies and stuff and what i thought and how i felt about it and things um in quite great length so uh yeah so be prepared uh, stay tuned and keep listening <laughs> So two years ago, I went to watch Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, um, which was released on November the 18th, 2016. And it was a, it's a film that was written by J.K. Rowling, who wrote the Harry Potter series uh, books. Um, and this film uh, was a little bit different. It was it, It's a film that it's not actually based on any books or any novels, you know, written by Jo herself. You know, um, she actually, you know, wrote the, the, the script to, to the film and she just wrote, she wrote it straight up, you know, without without having to, you know, um, without writing a book or anything else, you know, alongside it or anything. So there's no novels or anything alongside this uh, film. Um, and it was a bit of a surprise, you know, when I'd heard, you know, when I'd heard that, that she'd actually written this film, I was really surprised to to learn about it and stuff. I mean, I was really excited, excited at the same time. I mean, anybody who knows me knows that I'm a really big Harry Potter fan. I'm a really big Potterhead. So, you know, obviously I was excited. But at the same time, I was really surprised. And it was a, it was quite a nice surprise, you know, to come, to, you know, to come back to. Because essentially, I thought that J.K. Rowling had actually finished writing the anything, you know, in, in, the, in the Harry Potter world and stuff like that. And, you know, I thought she'd actually left that. And, you know, once she'd written the... Um, Harry Potter books I I thought that you know she, she wasn't going to write anything else you know related to to the the Potterverse or or the Wizarding World or anything like that I thought she'd just given up on it well not given up on it but I thought she'd just done with it she'd finished it and she wanted to try other you know other things she wanted to try something new and you know wanted to write for a different audience and stuff um so it was really nice surprise when I, you know, when I'd heard that she'd actually written this film and stuff. It it is based in the in the Potterverse and it is based, you know, around the 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 Wizarding World and stuff. And you know, the, there it is. It's a little bit different, but at the same time, you know, there there is there's that there's that there's that uh, magic and whimsy that the Harry Potter films and books have. You know, sort of they what they sort of have, and. And we also see, we also do see a few familiar, we don't see familiar characters or anything like that, but, you know, we, familiar characters do play a role in it. So it's kind of connected in a way, um, you know, and we do, we do hear uh, familiar characters' names, you know, bunged in to the film and things like that. So it is kind of part of that world, but it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's not exactly... It's no longer we're not we're no longer following Harry's story. It's no longer about Harry or anything like that. And you know, and, and it is a little bit different in the sense that it's you know, it's a, it's a whole new era, whole new setting, whole new characters. You know, and 
so there, you know, while 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 it is set in that same world, it's you know, there are there are some differences, and it is a little bit different and stuff. Um, but it was it was really interesting film, and it was it was really good. Um, when I when I actually saw the saw the trailer, um, I was really excited and stuff, and I thought, oh yeah, this looks really really good, and you know, it, I was kind of really looking forward to actually watching it and things, but. At the same time, I was a little bit, I was a little bit apprehensive about it because I thought, what if it's one of those trailer films and you know one of these films that you know where you see all of the good bits in the trailer and you know they they put all the good bits in the in trailer and and the rest of the film isn't as good as what you know what you want what you expect it to be or what you want it to be or anything like that and you know what if it's not as good as the Harry Potter series or you know all of those kind of things were you know all of those thoughts were going through my head, um, so I was a little bit apprehensive about it you know a little bit. Um, I, you know, I had a bit, little bit of trepidation on in, in actually going and watching it, um, and I thought, what if it's a waste of my money? But you know, but you know, it's but actually, I I was I was quite wrong to feel like that because you know it 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 is now one of my favourite films. You know, I, I loved I, I absolutely loved it, and it's it is, you know, one of my favourite films. Um, but like I say, it was different, and I you know, and you know, it 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 wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't exactly, you know, the same as you know the Harry Potter books or anything like that. You know, we had a whole new storyline to go through. You know, we had a whole whole new storyline to you know sort of deal with and stuff. And this book, although it is part of the Harry Potter, you know, kind of, it is part of that world and it is part of that kind of story kind of thing and it is connected. It's actually based um sixty seventy odd years before Harry was actually born. And it was it was based in the ni- in the nineteen twenties. So this film is actually uh is actually based in nineteen twenty six. And we follow an adult character, um and so you know the characters are all different and stuff. So we're following adults. We're not. We don't actually go back to Hogwarts either. So the setting has changed. So we we're following we're following um a self a self proclaimed magizoologist called Newt Scamander, um who is an who is an adult as I say, um, and he is travelling to New York. So we're already you know the setting has already changed. The characters have already changed, and the era has like I say the era has changed. So he travels to so new commander travels to uh new york with a with a case full of magical creatures which he sort of collects and you know he, he he's trying to protect these creatures and he's collecting them and he, he's sort of he rescues protects and nurtures these creatures and also at the same time he's trying to teach his fellow wizards about them as well um because he, he believes that you know you know people and these magical creatures should live you know they should live side by side and coincide with each other um and you know, and, and these creatures should be should be allowed to live with humans and stuff. You know, and they should be allowed to you know they should be allowed to live and stuff. And people shouldn't shouldn't be going around hunting them and killing them and things. Um, so, and uh, majority of the times he 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 sort of collects, um, he sort of collects endangered beasts and stuff. Um, I will sort of come back and talk a little bit more about Newt's character and stuff, but I just want to just basically to go you know talk a little bit about the about the actual film and things. So basically, is you know, so so if, so we meet Newt, who is the main character in the story, and like I say, he goes into New York with a case full of magical creatures, and some of his creatures escape, which is your sort of it's your 
it's your ent- entrance into a big is a, into a much bigger story, and you know he, so his creatures escape and he's having to try and recapture his creatures. But he gets he gets uh, he bumps into he bumps into three other characters and you know he gets into a lot of trouble. Um, he meets Jacob Skolsky, who's a, who's a who's a muggle or a nomad in this film because you know because not only do do we have a new setting to deal with, we have also a new dialect. Uh, dialect and terminology to to deal with as well because Joe wanted to make it a little bit real and you know as you know because Americans have different words for things to what you know what we might say in the UK so she you know sort of incorporated that with the Wizarding world as well um, you know she she imagined that that if 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 in the Muggle world you know in our world and in the non magical world you know people you know if, if Americans spoke a little bit you know had a few different words you know in 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 the in in the non-magical world, world you know that the, it was likely that they would probably say you know have different words for for certain things in the magical world as well so um yeah so anyway so so newt meets a um a a, a muggle or nomad called uh, jacob skolsky and um and you know and and, and he's part of that catastrophe you know when they meet they you know they cause a bunch of catastrophes and you know and, and they're having to sort it out and um, and then he meets he meets Tina Goldstein uh, uh who is a demoted aura um and um you know who's who's trying to get her job back and stuff so she's you know sort of she sort of sort of arrests new just to you know try and get her, get herself back on into her boss's uh, good book because she works in Makusa which is like the uh, the the British equivalent to the uh, Ministry of Magic. Sorry, the it's American equivalent to the the British uh, Ministry of Magic. So um so yeah so she works with Makusa, which is the Magical Congress of the United States of America, and so she works with them and she's demoted. So but she's trying to get her job back and she she's trying to you know she because she's quite passionate about her job. So she she arrests Newt and you know and then and then you know and then and then we also meet. Um, we also meet her sister Queenie Goldstein, um, who's a legitimus, and you know she's, um, yeah, and so so she she somehow you know comes into the story as well, and you know and and you know and and then, then the four of the these these four characters they sort of build a they sort of they sort of build a bond because they're they're all outsiders kind of like thing, and so they sort of become friends and they you know they all try and uh, help Newt collect his you know rescue his his creatures, um because if if the if the creatures are not rescued and if they're not you know recaptured, um there could be a lot of you know it could cause a lot of trouble with the wizarding world and stuff and they you know the creatures could give away the magical uh, society um and so as you know that the wizarding society they they sort of kind they sort of live in secret and so you know they have to try and get these creatures back into the case before you know they sort of give away the magical world and stuff and you know before the the muggles or nomads you know notice that there's some you know there's, there's strange things going on you know, and so basically, that's what the film is more or less about, really. Um, and like I say, we we come across some really interesting characters and things. You know, we come across some really interesting characters, and and and, you know, and um, and one of the things I really loved about this film is that there there were so many different genres in it because it wasn't just about Newt's 
uh, creatures. There were there were other things going on in the story as well. I mean, we were, we, you know, we got to we were, we were introduced to uh, Gillet Grindelwald, who is the villain before Voldemort. You know, he was the he was the the, the villain that that um, tried to uh, gain a follow, a wizarding following. You know, before Voldemort, and he he wanted to um, he wanted to rule over the Muggle world, and you know, and and sort of take over and that kind of thing. So, we we were introduced to Gillet Grindelwald, who who the who Macuza and and the other governments were, you know, they were they were who who they were looking for him because he he was causing havoc and stuff. And then there was also, there was also the storyline of another creature, or you know, there was another creature who was causing havoc and known as an obscural, um, you know, kind of like thing. So an obscural is 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 basically that in america in america children were they were suppressing their magic so when when magic when witches and wizard children suppress their magic it sort of infests it manifests in, in into them and it sort of grows so strong that it's uncontrollable and it becomes kind of it it kind of becomes a bit of a beast you know kind of thing so um and normally children don't last uh, for you know they don't last up they don't last very long they they probably last for about seven um, eight or nine years um but the 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 obscure that we meet in this film he has managed to um he's managed to c- contain it and stuff uh, for uh into his teens because i think he's a teen i think he's 12 or 15 i'm not really sure in that sort of age range um sort of thing so um yeah and he's really really strong and he's causing a lot of hazard havoc and destroying you know destroying the city and stuff and you know and and, and the non-magical folk are they're starting to notice and stuff and you know so somehow newton this fall they they sort of get mixed up with all of that and you know so yeah, so it's kind of a really good, you know, a mix of, you know, a bit of a mix of a a, a story. Um, and that's one of the things I really love about J.K. Rowling's writing is that she can sort of weave in lots of different genres, genres because this film was kind of a, it was it had a romance element, a, a comedy element, mystery element, and, you know, and a really dark element. You know, there were, there were so many different elements weaved in. And, you know, and she did really well, you know, trying to weave them all in and stuff. So it was really, really good. I really enjoyed watching the film. And, you know, um, like I said, it's, it's one of my favourite films in the whole wide world. I really love it. Um, I really enjoyed myself when I watched it. And I wasn't disappointed at at all um and i'm i'm really looking forward to watching the second part because i really want to know what's going to happen you know where i really want to know where this story you know sort of leads into and you know where it's going to go and what what, you know what's going to happen with these characters and you know and, and how they how they will develop and things and where things will go with them as well and you know so um yeah i'm 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 really curious as to how you know things will develop and you know um and and what will happen in in the second uh, sort of film, um, because the first one was really brilliant and I I, I really loved it. Uh, we saw lots of different creatures, you know, and really good characters and things. So yeah, it was it was just really interesting. I'm not really sure if I've really done done this description uh, any justice. So I don't know if I've, uh, you know, kind of. Uh, I don't know if I've if I've portrayed it in in the best possible way, you know. Um, but I really did, like I say, I really did enjoy it and stuff. Um, I'm trying to think, what else? What else? I, what else I wanted to say about it? Um, but yeah, I I really I I really enjoyed it, and I I really liked you know what I saw. Um, 
and as you know just recently the the trailer to to the second film has been has been dropped as well so we've seen the tra- we've seen the first trailer to to it and and the second film actually does look really interesting as well and i can't wait to actually watch that and i will talk a little bit more about the second uh, film um I don't know if I'll do it in this podcast or whether I'll do it in a different one, but I will, I will talk a little bit about the second. Um, I will talk about the second one, second film as well. Um, so yeah. So, um, the next up, I'm going to be talking about a little bit about the characters and the, you know the character developments and stuff like that. So stay tuned, and we shall, uh, you know, we shall talk a little bit about the characters then. Okay. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Purple Kicks at the Purple Lounge. And the piece of music that I just played with, played for you just there was a piece of music from Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which is titled In the Case, um, which is a piece of music that, 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 we, that is played when Newt takes Jacob into the case and introduces him to some of his uh, magical creatures. Um, so anyway, um, in the last part of the podcast, I sort of spoke a little bit about a little bit about the film Fantastic Beasts and, you know, gave a little bit of uh, an introduction to what the film is about and, you know, talked a little bit about the characters and stuff, you know, gave a bit of a brief introduction to the characters and I talked a little bit about what I thought of the film. Um, in this part of the podcast, which is going to be a little bit of a long one, I will be talking a little bit about the characters and what I thought of the of each of the characters. So I might be talking in depth. I'm going to be talking in depth about uh, one or two of the characters here and, you know, giving my opinion as to what I thought of them as well. So, yeah, so anyway, so because the main character is Newt, I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with Newt Scamander, who is played by Eddie Redmayne, and Newt Scamander is a self-proclaimed magizoologist who uh, has a, who has a magical, sorry, who has a case full of magical creatures, um, and he, he sort of goes around collecting these creatures, um, in order to sort of study them, in a way, um, and he also takes care of them. So he, he sort of rescues, nurtures and protects these creatures and also is trying to educate his fellow wizards about them as well. Um, and, you know, so he's he's trying to he's trying to protect these creatures because Newt believes that these creatures should should, you know, should have the rights to live um, and not be hurt and, you know, and, and be endangered. He's, he's trying to prevent them from being endangered as well. Um, so he is going around collecting endangered species and trying to, you know, keep them you know, keep them alive and keep breeding them so that they, you know, don't, they don't go extinct and stuff as well, you know. Um, and so, and he's, and he's also, like I say, he's also writing a, writing a book about the creatures so that, you know, so in order to educate the wizarding world a little bit about, about the creatures so that, you know, um, the wizard, witches and wizards can, you know, learn how to live with these creatures and how to handle them and things like that um because the, essentially the creatures are being you know the witches and wizards are hunting them and killing them and you know hurting these creatures and making them go extinct um so newt is trying to prevent all of that um and so newt is you know he's he's he's, he's one of these people who um he's he's really really passionate about his about these creatures that he that he he sort of rescues um and he really loves them you know and he's really you know he, he he's really passionate about them and he has a really really good relationship with these creatures but where he has a good relationship with creatures he doesn't have a very good relationship with people you know he's he, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't really he doesn't really fit into society and he doesn't really you know um 
he doesn't really um have any friends or anything like that you know he, he doesn't you know he doesn't really he doesn't feel he belongs or anything like that and he's quite um, he's quite happy with his you know with his own company and stuff and he, you know he doesn't really he, he feels a bit uncomfortable around people he doesn't really want the company of people um you know and, and he's he's quite you know shy and reserved a bit of an introvert um sort of kind of guy um you know, and um, he doesn't really get on with people. And he, f- he even says in the film that, you know, he, he feels that he, he he annoys people, you know. Um, and he doesn't just say it just for the sympathy or anything like that. It's just because that's how it is. And, you know, he's that's just an, on, the honest, an honest observation, you know, that he has about himself, you know, that, that he that he annoys people. Um, and... Yeah, and he's he's a bit of a he's a bit of a bit of a quirky character as well. He's he's got a bit bit of an odd you know odd quirky personality to him, which is one of the things I really liked about Newt. Um, I kind of liked Newt Newt's character. He was one of my favourite characters throughout the whole film, um, and I really really liked him. And not just because he was played by Eddie Redmayne, who happens to be one of my favourite character um, actors, um, but just simply because you know he. I I I really liked Newt's character because he was a really interesting character to me, you know. Um, you know the fact that he that he is you know a bit nervous around people and you know that he doesn't have a very very good relationship with people and that he's you know the fact that he doesn't he he lacks he lacks social skills and stuff you know it, that that kind of really intrigued me about him you know um and it made me want to you know want to know a little bit more about him like why is he like that because you know we from from what Eddie says in a lot of interview interviews is that he's been he's been damaged you know he's been damaged by people and you know so so part of me really wants to know you know what what's happened why you know how has he been damaged by people you know what what what's what's happened to him to make make him like that you know to make him feel that he can't interact with people because his interaction with people is just not very good at all it just doesn't really work with work for him but whereas you know his interaction with animals you know he prefers the the company of his creatures rather than people and you know because because that part of the, his life actually works for him and it makes me really want wonder why why is it like that you know why is he like that what you know what is it about about people that he just you know that he feels uncomfortable about you know what what is it you know how has he been damaged what damage has actually been done to him um I'm also wondering, you know, like what kind of, what is he like as a person? You know, what kind of personality does he have? I mean, a, a lot of his personality, I see a lot of Ravenclaw personality in him. You know, I, I see, I, you know, what I, what I think is, you know, he's quite he's quite smart and witty. I quite like his witty, you know, his witty sense. You know, his kind of witty personality. You know, um, and you know, sort of bit of his sense of humor as well. Like I, I kind of like it. Um, Although we don't really see much of his sense of humor, I'd I'd like to see what kind of sense of, sense of humor he do, actually does have, because I think he could he probably could have a sense of humor, you know. I want to see, you know, under the under the um shy, introverted, quiet interior exterior. Sorry, what is in you know what what kind of personality does is he hiding? You know what what personality is, you know what's underneath all of that you know kind of like thing. I want to I want to unpick him and see what kind of a person he is on the inside and you know. If he was to open up a little bit more, what kind of person would he be? You know, you know, would he be? Would he be? You know, would he be a you know a humorous kind of person? Would he have a a humorous kind of personality? Would he would he be you know kind of um would he would he be the type that would joke around and be silly and you know and um and you know and 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 be able to have a laugh and you know would he enjoy banter? Would he um you know what what kind of person is he? Is he is he I mean, we know he's an optimistic kind of person because he's quite optimistic in the film. You know, he has quite an optimistic outlook on 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 life and things. And you know, um, 
yeah, so so we know he's that kind of a person, but you know if if he was if he was to open up, you know what would he be like and i'm hoping I'm hoping to see a little bit more of his personality as the films you know as the films progress and you know as the story progresses and things, and I'd like to see him open up a little bit more just so that I can actually see what kind of a personality he has you know because i th- I think there's more to him than meets the eye and and his his character to me is he, i I find his character really really interesting and and because he's quite mysterious to me. Um, and you know, and so I'm, I'm really in- intrigued by his character, and I want to sort of kind of unpick this, this mystery. You know, he's 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 like a little, to me he's like a, a mysterious jigsaw puzzle that I want to fit together, and I want to, not necessarily jigsaw puzzle, but you know, so I I he he's some kind of a mystery that I just want to unpick, and I want to get to the bottom of, and I want to know, you know, as much as I can, you know, um, because his character seems really, like I say, really interesting character, um. I really like his character. I, I think I I think I see a little bit of myself in him, kind of like thing, you know, because I like him. I I I'm quite socially awkward as well, you know. I kind of find it hard to sort of mix in with people and sort of um, interact with people. Although I'm get I am getting better as I get as I get older, but that's just through a lot of learning and and observing how other people behave and stuff like that. So I'm starting to you know kind of get better with interacting with people. Um, you know, and, and and I don't know whether I fit in. I, I wouldn't say that I still fit in. I still feel a bit like an outsider, but I kind of, you know, um, I do I do talk a little bit more now. You know, whereas before, as, as a child, I was quite mute and I wouldn't I wouldn't really talk much. You know, because I didn't really know how to interact with people. I didn't know how to to react to certain you know certain things and certain situations and and stuff like that. And I never really knew what to say. Um, and it's just, I, I was just really uncomfortable around people. I just didn't find it really comfortable, you know, kind of like thing. Um, um, you know, so, so yeah, I mean, as I got older, um, you know, quite a few people started to bring me out of, of my shell, you know, started to, they started to approach me and they started to, you know, help me come out of my shell a little bit more. You know, they, 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 they didn't believe that I was a quite shy kind of person. They, they, they kind of thought, oh, there's, there's some, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a little monster in there that's waiting to come out. And, you know, and they really brought out, you know, brought out my personality and, and stuff like that. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm a bit, so whereas once upon a time I was a bit of an introvert, I, I am a bit of an ambivert now. I can have my quiet moments and I can have my loud moments, but I do need, when it comes to like socialising and talking and stuff, I do need provoking, you know, I need people to make me, I won't, I won't talk unless I'm made to talk and the only time as well that I'll talk is if I can relate to the subject or if I can bring the subject back to myself, you know, I, I often bring, bring things back to myself, so I can bring, if I can bring it back to myself and I can relate to it, then I can, then I'll, then I'll say something or if, if it's something that I'm really, really interested in and, you know, and I, and I, and I have a knowledgeable, um, you know, I, I, have, I have a little bit of knowledge on that kind of subject and stuff, um, and it's something that I'm interested in, and and if I'm if I'm really passionate about, then then I will kind of join in with the conversation and stuff. But otherwise, if I don't really, if it's not something that I'm interested in, or if it's something that I I just can't relate back relate back to myself to, to, then you know you're not really going to get much out of me. You know, kind of like thing. I'm I'm, I'm not always gonna, um, you know. Uh, I'm not always going to contribute or anything like that. I still have moments where I don't, you know, what, you know, how to respond to certain things and stuff like that. But it is a learning curve, and I am, I am kind of like getting better. And I think I saw a lot of myself in in Newt. I mean, the the more I know, the more I learn about Newt, though, I do find that I am 
that we're not necessarily the same you know when I first watched the movie I, I thought he, we were we had a lot in common you know because um, I think people find me annoying and people get bored of me after a while and stuff or they get annoyed by me or something and so I kind of felt you know I, I that and Newt, Newt kind of spoke to me and I resonated with him and I kind of understood him but at the same time now that I know a little bit more about Newt I'm starting to think that actually we're not we don't have much in common at all you know we're not we're not necessarily exactly the same well I didn't think we were the same but you know I, I, I think the more I know, get to know about him I think I don't think we're that much in common but we do have slight small slight things in common and you know and I've not had the greatest of relationships with people as well and I've you know you know whereas Newt's been damaged by people I think I've had a similar kind of you know um kind of thing I feel like people have not been very nice to me so you know um I've turned out in a certain way you know because people you know but I w- I'm really curious as to how, like I say, I- I'm really curious curious as to how Newt's been damaged and what, you know, what, how he's been treated. Because I want to know, like, do we have that in common as well, you know? Has he been damaged in the same way that I, you know, has he been treated by badly by people in the same way that I have? That's just what, you know, I'm curious a little bit about that and, you know. Um, so, yeah, so Newt is a very interesting character he's one of the characters that I really want to know a little bit more about and I want to get to know as much as I can um throughout the films and stuff so yeah I want to see a lot more of him in 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 each of the films but we'll see anyway uh, moving on then um I'm going to talk a little bit about the next person I'm going to talk about is uh, sorry Jacob Skowalski who's a who is a muggle in British terms and a nomad in American terms which means he doesn't have any magic of his own he doesn't have any magical powers he is a you know a, a normal person you know who doesn't have any magic or anything like that he's part of our world you know kind of like thing um he's not part of the wizarding world at all and as uh, and as i say jacob and you know and and newt newt sort of bumps into him and you know they sort of sort of form a bond you know because they've they they've um jacob has started to you know be a part of has happened to be you know part of the catastrophe that's happened in the film you know their their suit their their cases become kind of mixed up and you know and and newt's creatures escape because you know jacob somehow you know gets hold of newt's case um and so they get they they sort of they have to you know work together kind of like thing to help newt get his creatures back um but Jacob again is a really I really like Jacob's character. He again he was one of one of my favorite characters. I think he's my second favorite character. I really I really enjoyed watching Jacob on the screen. I mean he was really funny and you know he he was humorous and he sort of brought out a comedic element to the film and you know um he gave the film you know a really light-hearted you know kind of atmosphere, uh, which I really really liked. I'm, I I I I kind of like I I like funny people, um you know kind of like thing um. As well as quirky, strange people, I I kind of like funny people as well. So Newt I like for his strangeness, and Jacob I like for his um, for his comedic, funny, funny side. You know, for his funny, funny kind of personality. Um, and he's sort of like he's he in the film he's he he's um, he he's he's working in a a, ca- a canning factory, and he just wants to get out of the canning fa- fa- canning factory, and he wants to sort of like 
he wants to open up a bakery so that he can make people happy and stuff because he feels that food makes people happy and he just likes to see people happy and he's he's one of these he's a really really sweet and kind gen generous kind of character um which i really really liked about about him as well as well as the funny funny bits you know he has he seems to have a really really nice personality and he seems really friendly and you know really outgoing and you know he he sort of i think he gets along with people and i think people get along with him because he he's so nice and kind you know his kindness and generosity you know it's it sort of pulls people in you know um to him and you know he's he has this really nice kind of personality and i quite and i quite like that about jacob um I like nice people, so yeah, I I, I really I I really liked Jacob as a character. I thought he was a really good he was a really really good character, and he was played by Dan Fogler, who in real life is quite funny as well. And you know he has a really funny bubbly Dan Dan is quite a bubbly kind of guy. He's really bubbly and funny, and you know he's one of those kind of people who burst into songs. So I think he 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 you know it really worked well that he played the character of of Jacob. I mean, although Jacob isn't exactly like Dan, but he he, he has he has comedic um qualities in a in a different sense to Dan but that's just because Jacob he doesn't really mean to be funny it just it just comes out funny because you know because of the way he reacts to certain things you know but it it made it made the film really good and and, and I liked it I really liked it. I'm glad to see that Jacob is back in the second film because we weren't really sure at the end of the end of the first film like um before all the interviews and stuff when I'd first actually watched the film I wasn't really sure whether Jacob was going to come back into the film or not you know whether he's going to be part of the film and you know i thought it'd be really sad if he doesn't come back in 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 part of the film and stuff but um apparently he does come back in the second film um and yeah and i'm i'm really glad that we're we're going to see more of jacob in the, in in the second film um so because he he'll just make the the film a little bit more just a little bit more you know fun to watch you know kind of like thing uh, because him and newt that you know i find that him and newt uh, jacob and newt they make a really good team and you know they they really do make a really good team and they're quite funny both of them together you know and 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 they have a really good buddy quality to them so yeah i'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing more of that in the next film um the next character I want to talk a little bit about is uh Tina who who both Newton and Jacob come across. Um Tina is as I, as I mentioned before Tina is a demoted oro who works for Makusa which is the American equivalent to the Ministry of Magic and Makusa is the magical congress of a uh, magical the magical congress of United United States of America. Um so they that's the they are the um the american wizarding uh, government kind of like thing and so she, so she sort of works for them and she is an aura a detective a, a detective aura and she's been demoted at work um and so part of the film she's actually trying to get her job back she's trying to trying to get herself you know back into the job because she's been demoted like i say she doesn't want to be you know she doesn't want to be um stuck in an office doing nothing you know just doing right you know writing up reports and stuff like that she doesn't want to be behind a desk she wants to be out in the field and she wants to be investigating and stuff like that and so you know and she's really really passionate about her job um so yeah so she's trying to get her job back because you know she really loves her job um she's very career minded and very job orientated i now i i i didn't i didn't actually warm to tina very much i could i couldn't warm to her i didn't really like her i mean her heart's in the right place and she is a nice kind of person in us in the sense that you know her reasons for being demoted you know she was she was um uh how, how do i put this she she was um demoted because she 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 um 
got a bit a bit protective over over one of the other characters and I'll speak I'll talk a little bit more about him later but um and you know she she actually got a bit violent and you know to, in order to protect this this uh, other character uh, who was an orphan boy um called Credence and so yeah her heart's in the right place and stuff and you know and and you know she's and you could tell she's she she wants to be you know she 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 does have a caring side because you know when she realizes that that somebody had died you know during um the fiasco with the obscurious um she sort of you know she she becomes really upset you know she's a bit distressed by it so she does have a she does have a a a heart in there somewhere but she, but she was really but but in the film she was really you know really, really cold and really you know um, she was really. She seems really narrow-minded and really cold and really harsh. And she's she's a bit, you know, um, I don't know, a bit bitchy, a bit catty, a bit of a cow, in the film, if you like, you know. And she's just not very. She's not a very nice kind of person, you know. You don't see a very nice part, you know. You don't really see a very nice side of her. Um, and she's, you know, she's really quick to to arrest Newt. And I think that didn't help as well that she arrested Newt and stuff. So she's got a lot to make up for if she's going to get me on her side. But I don't know. I just didn't, really didn't. I couldn't warm to her. I really didn't like her. And she's one of these characters, really irritating kind of characters because what a lot of people do is when they when they cause because a lot a lot of a lot of uh, female characters now everybody wants to make them strong characters don't they they want to make strong female characters and stuff and in order to make them really strong and you know strong female characters people seem to think that you have to write them and make them really um really stuck up and really nasty and you know or, you know really hard you know i'm a tough nut you know i'm a tough cookie and you know and I'm going to be a nasty piece of work, you know, and, you know, that kind of thing. And I don't really like that. And that's exactly why, that's what poured off of Tina to me, that she, she's, she's, you know, she's a bit of a nasty, like, you know, she's not a nice person. She's, you know, um, she's just really horrible and, you know, cold and really, um, yeah, she's just, I don't know, I don't know, I don't really know how to explain it, I can't really express what I, I can't really express, you know, what what kind of a person she is, you know, to me, you know, what I see in her, but I just couldn't, I couldn't really want her, and I, did, I really didn't like her at all, um, I don't know, uh, she did try to be a little bit more nicer towards the end of the film, but I still, I just couldn't, I couldn't want her, you know, because when she started to become friendly with Newt, I just, I don't know, I just couldn't, I still couldn't really warm to her, she just, irritated me she I just found her really irritating and I just didn't like her um so there's not really much I can, else I can really say about Tina really um but yeah so and then then there's her, then there's her sister Queenie um who we also get to meet um because we go into we go to Tina's home and we meet her sister Queenie Goldstein and um, Queenie's a bit of a ditzy character I think you know she's a bit she's not really she's not she's intelligent in her own way but she's at the same time she's a bit you know a bit dopey in her own way and she's a bit airy fairy and she's in her own world and you know a bit dreamy and you know and normally I don't really like characters like that normally I don't like ditzy characters and you know and she's really into like you know she she she'll use her beauty to you know to sort of manipulate guys and stuff like that normally I don't really normally I don't like characters like that but um but with Queenie, I I actually did like her because she was kind of funny at the same time. She was she had a really f- funny, she had a bit of a funny, funny funny quality to her. 
So Queenie is um, also Queenie is is there's something quite special about her. She's legitimate, and which means she can she can sort of read minds and read people's emotions and things. So she you know you can't really you can't really hide much from her at all. And um, you know because she she knows people from inside out, and she can really she can really empathize with people. She she has a lot of empathy for people because she understands their feelings and stuff because she can actually feel it and stuff. Um, so but she's also really really kind and sweet and gentle and again that's what you know one of the things i really liked about her as well and you know the, the fact she's so generous and she's so sweet and you know she's she's really really kind and you know she really wants to wants to see the best in people and stuff and she you know she she I think she's got a really nice maternal kind of side to her, and you know, I think I think she's a, she's a really nice character, and I, and I quite liked that, you know, I quite I quite like I, I quite liked her for that, but I liked her funny side. I like the fact that she's really funny, and you know, and I think her and Jacob together are gonna will make a really good duo because they're both really funny together, um, which I kind of like, uh, you know. So yeah, so there's not really much else I can say about Queenie either. Um, but yeah, no, I like I like the fact that she's she's also you know quite tough as well. I mean, as well as being really feminine, and you know, and and being gentle and nice, she's also quite you know strong as well. And that's how, that's what a strong woman should be. You know, she should be kind, nice, kind. You know, she should you know she should show her kindness and generosity. But be strong at the same time, you know, and not fall apart and things like that. And, you know, you can you can be nice and be strong at the same time. And that's what, I, you know, that's what I'm, that's basically what I'm trying to, that's basically what I'm trying to say is I don't like characters that, you know, always having a hard exterior, you know, you know, because I don't like it. I don't like, hard, you know, strong women characters portrayed as having hard exteriors I, I like them to have a nice gentle side to them as well as being strong you know and and queenie sort of does that and which is which is something that i really 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 really, really can't get my words out right that i really really liked you know kind of like thing um yeah so i kind of i kind of liked that about her character but yeah that's really that's really it that i can say about queenie um the last character is is a credence who is an obscure as i mentioned and an, ob, an obscure is 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 basically um in america or in certain parts of the world some children are, are forced to sort of uh, suppress their magic and these this magic it sort of builds up inside them and it becomes too strong for them to hold back because it wants it needs to be let out it's sort of like it's almost like pent-up rage and stuff really it needs to be let out and you know but the, but the magic is being suppressed and you know the the body can't can't hold it any longer and so it just it becomes something you know quite it becomes too strong and it becomes something quite evil and you know uh, and it becomes really dark um so credence is an obscure he he has become an obscure because he's had to suppress his magic for far too long most obscures live up to 8 or 9 years um but credence has managed to live up to you know he's he's i think he's 12 or 15 in, in the film i'm not sure which age around about that that kind of around about that in between there somewhere um but yeah no credence is another character that i i kind of really felt sorry for him i, I don't know whether i liked him i can't really say what much as to whether i liked him because we didn't really get to see much of his personality or anything but i really did feel sorry for him you know at first i thought that credence was um because we didn't really we didn't really know that he wasn't extreme we didn't even know he had any magic at all but at first I thought he was probably had a disability of some kind, maybe a bit of a learning disability. I actually thought, I mean, a lot of, pe- a lot of people say that Newt um, shows a lot of Asperger's, you know, uh, traits and stuff. But I actually thought that Credence showed, to me, Credence looked, you know, seemed more 
um, autistic to me than Newt did. Um, you know, um, I, I, because he because Credence more or less doesn't he 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 sort of looks down, not very comfortable around people as well, not very confident around people, and he sort of wouldn't give eye contact at all because he's not very comfortable or confident. And again, he's been damaged by people. You know, people have not been very nice to him, and he's often called a freak. You know, which made me think, oh, why are they calling him a freak? He must be, you know, there must be something wrong with him to be called a freak. Again, Credence is somebody who I could actually you know kind of resonate with because you know again people have not been very nice to me you know in the past people treat me like I don't have feelings and you know and treat me like less of a human you know alien and have alienated me and that's what I saw in in Credence you know and um I was a little bit disappointed that Credence didn't have a disability that he he was actually a normal person but he you know but um you know that his reasons for 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 his lack of confidence and things like that were just because he was being abused and you know he you know he didn't have a very good upbringing and stuff you know and he was a bit withdrawn um but that's also again it makes me feel sorry for him and you know i think it was so wrong you know the way he was treated and stuff like that and i really did feel sorry for him i really felt for his character and i'm glad that his character stayed alive you know and, and that we're going to see a bit more him more of him in the second film so i kind of look forward to seeing more of credence because i, I really because i think he'd make the film interesting you know it would be really interesting to see you know where you know how his char- character sort of develops and you know how the obscurus because I I have a feeling that the obscurus is going to play a really important role and a really important part in 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 the next few films and I, and I really want to see you know how does it you know play what kind of part does it play and stuff like that um, I have my theories and I'll talk about those theories when I talk a little bit about the second film but um, but yeah no um, Credence again yeah he's a really interesting character and I want to I do want to know a little bit more about Credence and you know and see where things go with him so yeah um, so that's it really um, I don't really go want to go into any detail about the other characters and things like that i think those five are the are the main characters that i really just wanted to discuss here um and i think i've gone on long enough um but yeah um what was going to say um yeah so so i really enjoyed the film and i really liked watching it and things like that um i'm really i'm really interested in seeing how you know how the how each of the characters are going to develop and you know throughout the film how you know how they'll develop and how what you know how they'll play you know how their story will play out in in the next few films and you know where where the storylines will go and where you know how the story will develop and things like that so i'm really really curious and i'm really interested in you know watching um some more and learning a little bit more about each of the characters and things um and i'm really interested you know really excited about the new the next film that's coming out in november um so yeah so the next so 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 that's all that's all about the characters uh, for the time being and stuff so uh, in the next part of the podcast i will speak a little bit more about some of the creatures because as i say this film is a li- it is it is about um creatures magical creatures you know we are introduced to a few magical creatures as well as new characters and things like that so i'll talk a little bit about, a bit more i'll talk a little bit about some of the creatures that we you know sort of see in the film and i'll give my opinions on some of those creatures as well um so yeah um yeah so so stay tuned and i shall be back for some more okay welcome back so i spoke a little bit about the uh, the characters in the film and you know a little bit about them and my my thoughts and feelings on them so now in this part of the podcast i'm going to be talking a little bit about the creatures that we see in the film uh in the first film and you know some of the creatures that we get introduced to and stuff as the film is um, uh 
partly about the creatures as well. Um, you know, they do play kind of a, a, vi- a vital role in the first film, um, you know. And um, so, as I say, that the film, you know, as as we follow Newt's commander, um, he, he goes to America with a case full of magical creatures. Um, and so, and they sort of get loose. And, you know, so they, they, they kind of do play a bit of a role in the film. And some of the freaks, so I'm going to, I'm going to sort of talk a little bit about some of the creatures and, you know, what they're like and stuff. Um, I won't give, you know, full detail about the creatures and stuff. Um, I'll, I'll give us, you know, a b- very brief, brief um, details about them and just talk a little bit about, about some of the creatures. Then. And I'll try and keep it as short as possible, but we'll see. Um, so some of the creatures that we meet then... Um, I think the 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 first one I'm go- I'll talk about is um is Frank the Thunderbird, um who is a magnificent creature. I really liked Frank. I really liked him. Um, so Frank is a is a is a Thunderbird, and he is the reason why uh, Newt has travelled to America. So you know, which is why I chose to talk a little bit about him first, because um you know because newt has come to america to sort of set frank free who were who had been trafficked to egypt uh, from arizona he's actually he's actually from arizona he's he's sort of like a big giant kind of bird type creature uh, who who's from arizona i think it's arizona is it arizona some part of america anyway um uh, yeah, see, he's 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 from the wild plains of Arizona. So, sort of like Newt has, you know, he sort of rescued this beautiful thunderbird, uh, from Egypt. Which, you know, as I say, he's he'd been trafficked and he'd been chained up and abandoned. And so Newt, you know, he sort of he sort of rescues him and brings him back to America. And you know, he's gonna. The the plan is that he's he he wants to set him free. Um, he wants to set Frank free. Um, so like I say, Frank is he he is a uh, thunderbird. He's just like a a thunderbird is kind of like um it's like a giant bird type. Like he's got the, he's got the face of a like a, a a bird. He's got he's got beak, you know. Um, he's got he's got beak and you know very bird like features on his face, uh, and and he has really giant ginormous wings and, um, but I think I think the I think the um. I can't remember if the talons are very bird like. I think they are. I think he. I think he's a kind of a bird like. He is a he is a bird like creature. But I can't remember if there's anything you know like um, if he's like a half creature of some other thing. I I can't remember much detail about the Thunderbird really to be honest. But 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 I can tell you I did really like I really did like the Thunderbird. He's kind of a magnificent kind of creature. Really um really agile and really you know um and he's kind of. As as Eddie Redmayne when it, when he when he talks about the creatures he says you know when they were filming they wanted the creatures to have sort of like personalities and stuff and and Frank the Thunderbird he kind of has like this humble kind of personality as Eddie likes to sort of describe describe him he's you know kind of humble and you know um but what we see is he's he's kind of shy and reserved and he's a bit um. He's a bit nervous around new people, which, you know, you can't really blame him, really, because he's been trafficked and stuff. So he's kind of a little bit nervous around people and, you know, but he seems kind of, you know, really friendly and stuff. But he's really, really nervous and really shy. And he's kind of like this bird, you know, he's kind of like this magical bird that that sort of like his his emotions kind of play with the with the weather. So he can he he, I wouldn't say he control. He does kind of control the weather, but he uses the weather um alongside his emotions if you like and sort of like so when he's when he's feeling a bit sad he can make it 
sort of rain or if he's a little bit frightened it might thunder if he's happy you know you get sunshine and stuff so you can kind of sort of control the weather uh in in the area wherever he is you know so thunderbirds kind of they, they kind of control the weather a little bit and you know the weather kind of plays along with their emotions and stuff so um you know they, they sort of control it with with their emotions um so that's kind of like their magical abilities if you like which which is what makes them kind of magical kind of creatures so you know but i i, I kind of thought i kind of found that quite interesting i'm not normally a, a bird person i don't normally like birds but yeah i kind of liked i like i kind of like the thunder but I, I, I kind of think you know that's kind of a cool creature you know um really beautiful bird um so yeah that's 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 frank the thunderbird so that's the first one um Another creature that we see is, uh, we see we see a demigod, and demigods, I I kind of like this one as well. I kind of like this creature. Um, this 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 creature is kind of a, a sweet tempered kind of creature, and he's sort of a little bit like an ape type creature. He looks a little bit like um, a, a simian type thing, you know, like a little bit like apish. He's got like an he's he's got an apish posture. His arms are really long, like it like an ape, and he's kind of furry, really really furry, and um he has eight like arms and you know and really really short legs so he's kind of really really short uh and I'm, I'm guessing his arms are probably really really strong like like an ape or a monkey's would you know would be kind of strong so um and he's got really really big eyes and stuff and you know which is where some some of his magic you know kind of resides in his eyes and i'll talk about that in a minute um so yeah he's he's sort of like a little bit monkey like if you if you if you like um so so yeah as i was saying so he, so the demigods and he's kind of um personality wise he's he's very sweet tempered and he he will you know he he'll he'll kind of babysit you know you know creature other creatures that, that need babysitting and stuff um and so he's but he's really really sweet tempered i really liked him because i thought he was really sweet um and as i say one of the one of the things about the demi guys is that he's got he's got kind of two kind of uh magical powers uh magical he's got two different bits of magic if you like and one of them is like as i was saying is his eyes and he he can sort of um demi guys is sort of have the ability to sort of predict what you know what, what's going to happen you know they they they, they have like a uh i can't remember what newt how newt describes their vision but um he has a knack for for seeing what 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 can you know they they can predict what's what what your what your what you're gonna do and you know what kind of moves you're gonna make and stuff like that, so they can sort of see you know a, a tiny little bit of a glimpse of of the future if you like not the future but just you know they can they they sort of um know what you know you can't really hide what you're going to do and stuff like that they can they can sort of figure it out before you can actually do it and stuff so they you know they they can they can foresee um you know, disasters coming and, you know, sort of like thing, you know, small disasters or big disasters, whatever, I, I don't know, but yeah, they they can, you know, they, they have the ability to kind of see, to predict what's what's going to happen next. Um, they can, they'll predict your moves and stuff like that. Um, and the other the other piece of magic that they have is and which is why they are they are hunted you know by the magical community and stuff um is that they they are they are they can they can turn invisible at will so um the demigods they it can you know um there are times when it will be invisible and you know if you doesn't if you wants to hide and he doesn't want to be found he can he can turn himself himself in, invisible and often hunters will will sort of they will um hunt these uh, these beautiful creatures down and uh, you know just for the just for the fur you know because to make 
uh, invisibility cloaks um, to help, you know, with their, you know, make so that, you know, people can wear these cloaks and become invisible and stuff like that because the invisibility cloaks give you the power of, or give you the magic of being invisible, you know, because, you know, that's what the, that's what Demiguise's fur does. Um, so with with the with the fur of a demi guys, you can actually make invisible invisibility cloaks because you know they have the ability to become invisible at will. Um, so yeah, so and as as I was saying, um, they like they you know they often babysit and we we do get to see them babysitting another creature and which is which which is where I come to my next creature, uh, which is the Okami. Um, and the Okami is uh, interesting. Um, I wouldn't say that I liked the Okami that much. I, I wouldn't say... I mean, it, the colours of an Okami is beautiful. I have to say, you know, I, I wouldn't say that they're that cute. I mean, I, I, not not everybody would agree with me, but, you know, I didn't find them that fussy. They were okay. They were kind of cute and stuff, but, you know, I wouldn't say that I liked them that much. Not really. They didn't really, you know, didn't really appeal to me that much. But basically, an Okami is sort of like a serpentine dragon kind of creature, so you know they look they look a little bit like they look a little bit like snake in in a cross between snake and dragon really um they you know they have they have long scaly bodies and they sort of um they have little tiny wings um and in the film we see quite a few baby ones um and like i say that they 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 are you know color wise they're really beautiful to look at they are you know uh, they have a shade of purple and blue you know purples and blues and greens you know kind of kind of hue and um as newt likes to say well as newt says in the you know in the film as he mentions that their their shells are incredibly valuable because you know the shells are actually made of silver silver so they they normally get poached and stuff you know um so he's kind of protecting these creatures and you know stopping poachers from trying to you know poach the eggs and stuff um so he has several in his case which he which he's hatched and you know he's taking care of um and with with the alchemies, they have the they have the ability to, um, they they have the ability to to grow and shrink to the size of, um, to fill you know to, to fill the size of of whatever space that they 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 are they are inhabiting at the at the time. So you know they can they can um, become large enough to fit a whole room or small enough to fit into us into a cup you know kind of like thing so they'll 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 fill they'll fill any 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 available space if you like you know they can grow and shrink to any available available space sort of thing um and and um joe she's made it made up a word to, to you know as a as a means to give that a, a kind of a meaning um and she calls it corona 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 i can't remember how you say it Coronactic. Oh, I can't. Really, I can't remember how you say it. I'll have to learn it and say it. You know. Um, oh, uh, what does what word does Newt use? Um, I can't remember the word. I can't. I can't even remember how to say it. Um, I know it begins it begins with a K. Um, but I can't remember the actual word. I can't remember what it. I can't remember what it is. Um, but yeah, so they 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 will they will grow or shrink to fill available space, um, sort of like things. So you know that's what that's sort of what they do. Um, and you know they they um, they will attack when provoked and stuff like that. So yeah, so that's that's that. Um, kind of interesting. Um, uh, and let's have a look. What other creatures do we see? Um, I'm trying to keep the best, the the two, you know, the the there's two that you know the 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 popular, most popular ones. I'm trying to keep them till last. Um, oh, we see the rumpant as well, and the rumpant is sort of like uh like a giant, 
it's a rhinoceros type elephant you know kind of cross between an elephant and rhinoceros kind of thing it's this really really huge beast of a monster well it's not really a monster but you know it's a really really huge beast of a creature um and you know it's kind of big uh but probably about the size of an elephant or something like that and it but it looks very much like a rhino you know he's got they have they have horns and stuff you know at the on the on the end of the on on the end of the nose in the same sort of fashion as a rhino um it does look very rhino-ish you know um but yeah this one so this one the magic is more or less in the it's in the horn actually it's, it's i wouldn't say it's it's magic but it's just more or less it's got a certain type of poison that could you know um uh what does it do i can't remember what it does um it will oh it makes people it it'll make it'll make whatever 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 the the horns hit you know when if if the if the rumpant attacks with its horn and you know um it can make things you know sort of explode kind of like thing so yeah um that's more or less magic to help protect itself more or less not there's not 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 really a useful kind of magic or anything like that um the rumpen i didn't find that all that interesting really i you know it was okay you know it was, it, i like the rumpen dance that that newt did and stuff it was kind of funny and fun to watch but you know um i don't i don't really know enough about the rumpant to really say i mean I've, st- I've still got to read the i've still got to read the facts book you know the textbook that, that harry has uh called fantastic beast and where to find the which newt's commander is you know he's the author of um i've still got to i've still got to read that book and i still haven't you know to get more information on each of the creatures which you know um yeah i should have done that really before i did this but i didn't so um you'll have to just go with my uh half knowledge there but um yeah um yeah, I, 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 I don't know. The room print, it was, it was okay, you know, like, it was okay. It, I, I, I didn't really, again, I, it didn't really impress me that much. Um, but, yeah, um, what else do we see? We see, uh, we see moon calves. They sort of, like, dance to the moon. They have that little dance. They have a sort of, like, a, a bit of a dance that they do when they come out. They're quite nocturnal, nocturnal creatures, and they come out, come out when, 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 when the moon is shining, you know, when the moon is out and stuff. And they like to stare at the moon and, you know, dance at the moon and stuff like that um so we we saw those we saw a um i think we saw a nundu nundu i think we saw one of those uh, which is made from um it's it's made from like all you know dirty stuff like dirt and bacteria and you know um you know like um like really gross stuff like you know, like like rubbish and you know kind of that kind of like, that kind of like thing you know all that all dirt and stuff like that and um yeah so that's that um oh what else were there there were there were these giant dung beetles as well in this case i'm trying to think of all the things that we saw in this case um because not necessarily all of them not every not every creature played a, a part but they were just there in the case um Oh, there was a Mertlap as well, which we do see, um, which starts half the trouble in the first place. Uh, um, you know, that's the first creature to actually... It was not the first creature to escape, but it's kind of... When when the case is actually opened by Jacob, that's the first creature to sort of escape, if you like. Um, but the Mertlap is kind of like... Um, it, it's a sort of like... A, it looks a little bit like a hedgehog kind of thing. Um, 
so yeah so that's that uh and it does have a bit of a nasty bite which can be kind of it can really make you really really poorly um again not a very interesting creature i didn't really like the look of that one that one looks horrible um doesn't really sound like a very nice creature at all um i think newt would disagree but you know there you go um <laughs> um what else did we see um yeah, there were, there were kind of, you know, uh, different things. Newt was feeding this octopus-like creature, and we don't really know what that is. Um, I'm trying to think what else we saw. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what else we saw, but I'm going to go with the next with the next two, which are, the, which again, play, they, they're the main kind of main creatures, uh, one of the main sort of kind of creatures. And uh, I'm going to go with, the, first of all, I'm going to go with the Botrical. Um, we see botricles in the film, um, and botricles are they're like they're, they're like tree guardians. So you know they will they they actually live on trees. Their habitats are trees, and the the trees that they live on and stuff. And they kind of they kind of like they're forest guardians really, and they guard they kind of guard forests and stuff like that. And they live in the trees, and you know they they're quite you know shy creatures, and they don't really come out very often and stuff. And you know um. But they're a little bit shy. They're a bit on the shy side, and yeah, they 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 they're quite harmless until unless you provoke them by. So if you attack, if you if you were to attack the trees, um, in the forest or the trees that they're living on and stuff, you know, they will they will sort of bite and they will sort of attack, um, and they also they also have the ability to pick locks and you know open doors and stuff you know they can they so they can be kind of a little bit useful um newt keeps one in his pocket uh called picket um picket the botrical and a lot of people are going to disagree with me and i know there's going to be a lot of people who are going to really hate me for this but i didn't like i didn't really like picket all that much i found him really spoiled and you know when 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 newt sort of says to to picket he says oh you know and this is why they accuse me of favoritism favoritism i always you know sit there going newt that's not that's not an accusation that's the truth i think he does favor pickett because he does he does favor pickett and you know i think i think pickett's a little bit spoiled and newt keeps him in his pocket uh, as i say and you know he uses excuses like oh he's got a cold or he needs body warmth and he's attached you know he has attachment issues and stuff and i think with with pickett i think with the attachment issues i think newt has made him like that that's my opinion anyway i think newt has made him like that you know he's made him fit, become attached because he's given him the leeway of sitting in his pocket and you know carrying him in his pocket and so he's sort of become attached to that because he's he's been used to that you know, he's been used to getting that and he like he's he liked it and now he doesn't want to sort of get out um he does have his own little tree because he doesn't fit in with the or the other uh, botricles. You know the other botricles don't get on with him anymore. They kind of don't get on with him, so he has to have a tree of his own. Um, I don't blame the other botricle for you know kind of you know in a way. I mean, I I can see where they're coming from in a in a way that because Pickett's getting he sort of gets his he sort of gets all the attention and stuff, and neutral sort of treats him like the like like the favorite child, and he you know Pickett is the one one creature that newt favors out of all the creatures not just out of the the botrical and i think the botrical are a little bit jealous and stuff because they don't get that same treatment so you know and i do wonder you know what does what does newt do when the other botrical have you know when they when they get colds and stuff like that what does it what does he do with them because they're not getting the same treatment and that's one of the things i really don't like um i don't like about pickett is he he's really spoiled and he does he gets more um 
more favoured than the other the other bow truckles. I kind of feel sorry for the other bow truckles, which is why I don't kind of don't like him very much. Um, so I mean, a lot of people think he's you know some people say say oh he's a bit sassy and you know I don't find that with but with uh, with Pickett. I find Pickett a bit bland. I, I didn't I didn't find him I didn't find him cute and I didn't find him you know kind of an inter- interesting. I didn't think his personality was kind of interesting either. I just find him really bland, um, and I just didn't like him. Um, let's have a look and then um, and the last one I kept I kept this one last because I just love this creature oh he is my favorite and and and, and this one is um uh, this creature is uh is is the niffler uh one of my favorite creatures I think I think he kind of stole the show he kind of stole the film really he stole everybody's heart um and he's kind of a popular creature and he is the cutest creature creature I've all of the creatures in, in in Newt's case so far that I've seen, um, and the 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 Niffler is is kind of like it's it looks like a cross between a uh, everybody else says a a plat a, a duckbill platypus no is a duckbill platypus what do they say no everybody says he's like a, a little platypus yeah everybody else says he he looks like a platypus you know he seems he's a bit a bit like a little platypus type creature but I don't I disagree I think when I look at when I look at the Niffler, I, I see a mole, you know, but maybe he's a bit, he's a cross between a mole and a platypus kind of like thing, I think, because he does, he does have, have very, very much like mole-like features and stuff, and like, like moles, um, Nifflers, they, they live underground, and you know, they, they can dig very deep underground, they like to dig underground, and they, and they live in little burrows, um, and they like shiny things, and this is one, the only, the only thing I didn't like about uh, the Niffler is that the fact that he steals, I don't like that, that's a really bad thing, uh, I'm kind of a moral kind of person, I don't really like that, um, the, the fact that he steals, but you know, he's what, it's, it's, um, as Newt says, he he just can't help himself, and he's it's just it's just in the Niffler's nature to sort of um, take shiny things because they like shiny things. They're a bit like magpies, if you like, and they like shiny things, and they 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 sort of so they sort of like to collect shiny things, um, and they have this like pouch in the in in their tummy, and you know a bit like a kangaroo, but rather than keeping their babies in them, they keep they 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 like to keep treasure in their pouches, and they kind of keep their shiny shiny jewels and stuff like that, and you know, anything shiny they'll keep into that in, in in this little pouch that they have in on in the tummy um so I guess the, so I guess the magic in in, in with 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 the niffler is that they they can they can keep a, a big amount you know the, the the pouch actually extends you know magically extends and they can keep loads and loads of treasure and loads and loads of jewels and stuff like that in there you know um a big immense amount as well and you know they they're quite good at you know finding uh, jewelry and treasure and you know like shiny things you know they they so they have this thing of they have this thing for shiny objects and stuff um so I don't think me and Niffler would get on really very well because I like shiny things as well, and they'll be pinching all my shiny things. Um, I'm not I'm not one to wear jewelry, but I like I said I do like shiny things and stuff, and I think we'll be fighting over shiny things. But um, yeah, so they you know so so Nifflers really like shiny things, and and, and the Niffler in the, in this in this film in in the fantastic film fantastic beast film was just so adorable, and he just he just stole the show, and he kept trying to. Um, he kept trying to, you know, take steal all the jewelry in the banks. You know, the, he tried to ju- rob a bank, and you know, and he, he 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 sort of tried to take some jewelry from a jewelry store, and you know, he causes Newt a lot of mischief. And Newt has sort of like a a love hate relationship with with an Ifla, um, because an Ifla is a lot of hard work, and you know, um, 
he's a lot of hard work and most of the film you know newt is trying to trying to recapture this niffler you know trying to get this niffler and the niffler's just you know trying to escape and run away and he's the first he's he's actually he actually sort of causes part of the trouble the trouble you know the the whole trouble that newt's in you know he you know he's the, sort of the cause of it all you know um you know, and how, how, how the cases get mixed up and stuff, you know, because Newt's trying to chase this Niffler, trying to get him back into the case, you know, kind of thing, because he escapes and, you know, um, but yeah, so the Niffler, Niffler was my favourite creature, I loved the Niffler, I really, really loved the Niffler, I think he was just really cute, and I think that's what it is, I think he's just really cute, and he's, he's got this really naughty kind of personality, and he's, he's kind of funny, you know, in, in a way, he's kind of really funny and stuff, and he, he tries to hide and, you know, disguise himself and things like that, which is kind of funny, and it's kind of sweet and cute at the same time, you know, kind of like thing, so I really like the Niffler, and I, I kind of liked his personality, he has more personality than, than Pickett does, I think, and I think he's definitely better than pick it definitely um but yeah but he's it's niffler wouldn't be one wouldn't be the best creature to have to, you know to, to sort of keep anyway and um, that'd be really hard work i don't think i'd want one but i do love the niffler he's sort of my favorite creature but anyway so that's all of the creatures um in newt's case um and you know the the, the creatures that i can remember that i can that, can, that i can think of and remember seeing in um uh, in the actual film, oh, there was a billywig as well, which is like a little bit like a, a giant like moth type butterfly. Well, he's like a dra- it looks like a dragonfly actually. It's blue in color, and I can't remember what the magic, what their magical ability is. Um, but they're from Australia, and we we do see one flying around and stuff. But he seems to get forget. He seems to be gotten. He seems to be forgotten in the film. So I don't know what happens to him in the end, you know, um, you know, we see him for a bit and then we don't see him again. Newt doesn't seem to recapture him. Um, but yeah, so that's all of the creatures in the Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Um, so that's the first film. That's everything I can remember, from, you know, everything I, 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 I wanted to talk about where the first film is concerned. Um so yeah, so uh, next few podcasts, if I can remember, or if I can get a chance to come on, I will talk a little bit more about the second film. Maybe try and get some predictions done, um, or you know, and I I definitely want to do another podcast like this. You know, where you know after I've seen the movie, you know, give a bit of a review, talk about new creatures because there are going to be new creatures in the in in the in the next film. We know, kind of, there are certain things that we know about the about the second film already. Um, so um yeah um we've got like i say we've got under 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 two weeks to for the release of uh the second movie and i really can't wait i definitely want to watch it and it's you know and i will i again i will like i say i will come on here and i will give you my verdict on that which um so so yeah the second film is called the crimes of grindelwald and it comes out in uh in it comes out in cinemas on november november 16th um 2018 so that's you know next friday um so yeah um i hope to watch it um you know make sure you guys watch it too and i shall speak to you soon bye for now okay so that's everything on fantastic beasts and where to find in the first movie um and yeah so as i say the second movie the crimes of grindelwald comes out on 16th of november uh which is in a few days time and um yeah so i'm going to i'm going to sort of 
I'm going to sort of end this podcast with the end track to Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. So anyway, uh, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. I know it's a bit of a long one, but, you know, I had a lot to say. Um, But yeah, I hope you've enjoyed it anyway, and I shall speak to you all really soon. Bye for now.